0: I'm Rachel here with Ari and we're your hosts for The Merry Writer Podcast. This week we're on episode 178 and we're asking, what are the characteristics of a middle grade novel? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. First, what is the definition of middle grade stories? It's categorized as such for children ages 8 to 12, And it's pretty much a step above chapter books and a step below young adult. Middle grade books can be fiction, nonfiction, graphic novels, pretty much anything. Although I have to admit, I have seen more and more middle grade graphic novels lately. Um, That's a whole nother topic though, because people argue that graphic novels isn't real reading, which is so stupid. Of course, it's real reading. Same thing with audiobooks. I don't know why people are like, if you're not physically turning the page or like putting eyes to paper, it's not reading. It's like, no. And if it has pictures in it, uh, it's not reading. No, no, it's reading. It's fine. So this week, we're going to talk more about like the characteristics of writing middle grade stories. Now, obviously, with everything, take this with a grain of salt, because neither Ari nor I actually write middle grade stories. But I do read a good amount of middle grade stories. I love, love, love middle grade novels. So we figured we'd talk about it. And one of the first things I wanted to talk about is that depending on the genre, there's usually no violence, profanity, Or sexual content within a middle grade story. Now, as with most rules, there are exceptions to this because, you know, again, depending on the actual topic, of course, there is going to be violence and stuff. I read a lot of the Warriors series by Aaron Hunter. There's another series, I apologize, I can't remember the author at the top of my head, but it's the I Survived, series and it's historical fiction and of course it's all about different natural disasters and things that have happened over the years so obviously there's a little bit of violence so take that you know as you will but for the most part it's not anything excessive and it's like if there is violence and stuff it's pretty toned down some book some books can get pretty dark but it's toned down violence if any at all no profanity no sexual content but again there may be sexual content if the middle grade novel is about a is about a middle grade student going through puberty and they're starting to notice you know people in their class and they start having all those types of thoughts <laughs> to put it as nicely as possible i guess so with that romance is limited. It's pretty much just the characters have a little crush and they just start noticing those little those little things, but there's no like heavy romance. There's not really people going on dates or anything like that. Yeah, I think when you talked about the sexual content, it's more
1: as you said like they might be having thoughts and like learning about stuff you know, like being in a sex ed class with all the chuckling and the things like that, rather than them engaging in sexual activity. And yes, while people do at different ages, whether they should or not, most books in middle grade definitely kind of shy away from that. And I think that's probably the safest way to do it because certain things with like excessive violence, excessive sex, excessive profanity, that's when people start getting offended. That's when people start, you know, going after your books so yeah it's always safer to if you're going to have that stuff stick it at ya maybe new a was it new a (laughs) new adult things like that um although as you said the violence thing is an interesting one because i when i was first in first when i was in high school about 12 um i read the depth of series and i don't know if it's a thing with animal characters but there was it was quite violent. It's actually considered a children's dark fantasy because there was violence. And maybe it's because there were mice and there were rats and cats and everything. It made it more kind of acceptable. It's even if you think about like the um the animals of Farthing Wood are considered a children's book. Um apologies if you haven't read it. But there is a bit in the f- in the first book of the series, The Animals of Farthing Wood, where the mice get skewered by a jay on thorns. And that's quite graphic. That's quite a graphic image for a child to read. However, that is actually what jays and some um, like crows and everything, I believe, they do. They create this larder where they catch their prey and then, yeah, so... I don't know. It's an interesting one. It's like maybe you could have a little bit more violence if you used animal characters, or maybe these authors just went a bit different. I don't know. It also makes me think about point horror. Was point horror middle grade? I have no idea. No, because that that again, it was mostly like crushes
0: and things, but some of them <laughs> violence.
1: Oh was yeah, point horror.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, it's well, I mean, even think of like Goosebumps, for example. I mean, that was like pretty. Those can I never actually read them, so I shouldn't say anything, but part of the reason I didn't read them was because I thought I would have nightmares. So as far as I know, they were pretty scary, especially for kids that age. But I mean, hey, it, it was fine. It worked. But also going back to like the animal characters, I think that is another characteristic of a middle grade novel. A lot of middle grade novels have animals as the main characters. And again, I'll talk about the Warrior series because that's my life. That that book is all about cats and Aaron Hunter, they have so many other middle grade series that feature dragons, they feature bears, dogs, lions, elephants. Like, you know, that's kind of that's kind of their shtick. But these books, they're pretty violent. They they, I mean, they there's war going on in every book. So cats are Dying, they're fighting, they're drowning. I mean, it's it does, it gets it gets pretty graphic. So, again, take everything with a grain of salt. I guess if you want to go outside your comfort zone and just go against the grain, by all means, throw violence in your middle grade (laughs) novel if it calls for it. But again, don't be too, too graphic. But with that said, I probably should have started the episode with this. But some common themes for middle grade books are typically more focused on what real life preteens are going through at that time in their life. And it's usually like just school, bullies, friendship, family issues, or whatever, puberty, all of that fun stuff. So if your protagonists are human and not, in fact, cats or mice, these are the types of these are the types of themes that will be present. And there's a couple of graphic novels that I've read by Raina, something that begins with a T. I apologize because I actually don't know how to pronounce her last name, but her first name is Raina and she wrote graphic novels such as Smile, Ghosts, Drama. And those have like LGBTQ themes It has um, like Smile is basically about a middle grade student who gets braces and she's very self-conscious about it. Ghosts is about um, Day of the Dead. Drama. I forget what drama was about. They're good, though, but that's kind of the point. Those graphic novels, they're all about friendship and just a middle schooler just trying to get through life and get through school because at that age, that's the most important thing. You just gotta take it day by day. You wanna have fun with your friends, but there's the occasional stupid bully. Schoolwork sucks. I mean, you know, it's just like day-to-day life type of thing.
1: Yeah, it's it's the relatability, isn't it? So it's what, as you said, it's what things, um, it's what preteens and young teens go through, which is, as you said, dealing with changing schools, dealing with parents getting divorced, dealing with friendships breaking up, dealing with, you know, the new crush or not having those feelings at all. There's all sorts of things coming up. And I think the whole point of any book, unless you want to make it with animals, which just throw the rule book out the window then, is to make it relatable to kids and obviously make it relatable to, most likely today's kids. Because I think a lot of things is, things can date unless you're, going for like fantasy or <laughs> animal literature, a lot of things can can be dated by things like t- technology or how people deal with things. I'm using the word things a lot. My apologies, I am a little bit scatterbrained today. But yeah, so depending on how you wanna do it, you need to think about who you're writing for currently and hopefully it won't get too dated in the future. I mean, there's been there's been a number of times when I've read the odd um, middle grade book and you sort of read it and you think this writer feels like they're writing about themselves when they were that age, which is fine, except for the fact that they've put it in a modern setting and you're thinking, I don't think a lot of this connects with how the kids today are. But yeah, I think it's mainly just hitting the same sort of themes that you know, the majority of children and and preteens kind of
0: have to go through at this time in their life. Well, I think that's kind of the point of middle grade. I agree with you. It is all about the relatability, but also like you think picture books, for example, parents read those to their children when they're really, really young to get them excited about different possibilities and, you know, just to look at all the different colorful pictures and things like that and introduce reading and the imagination to them. And then as they get older, you have the early reader books, you have the chapter books, and it's introducing reading to the kids. Obviously the creativity and the inspiration and the imagination is there, but the point of those books is to teach a child to read. Then you get to middle grade, and I feel like middle grade is more so about them, about introducing kids to the world of reading and wanting to continue reading and to read more. And they stick with that relatable stuff to give their imagination a good workout and to, you know, still continue learning how to read. But it also opens up new doors as well, because middle grade, it doesn't always have to be nonfiction or historical fiction or whatever. Like you can have fantasy middle grade, you can have mystery middle grade I mean look at Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys and all that fun stuff you can open up other doors but it's still you're still going to have a protagonist that is the same age or close to it as the reader and then they move on to young adult and that's when like the real imagination starts I feel like if I'm making any sense at all this sounded much better in my head but hopefully you guys are following what I'm saying. I think it's just like stepping stones. It's not necessarily about teaching the kids to read. It's stepping stones about the creativity and just imagination. And it just kind of opens up so many doors. So with that said, even though Ari and I don't write middle grade books, they are good to read. I I really enjoy middle grade and, um, you know, for People our age, they're quick reads, so why not pick up one or two if you're interested in the topic? But anyway, middle grade books are great just all around for kids, for adults, even though yeah, they are younger for us, but you know, whatever, they're still fun to read. So that's some characteristics of middle grade books, if that's something that tickles your fancy, and that's something you want to try writing about. But in the meantime, we're going to turn it over to you guys. Do you read or write middle-grade stories? Let us know your answers in the comments so we can chat. And also let us know some other characteristics, because I'm sure we missed a bunch. But remember, we release a new episode every Wednesday. Next week, we're discussing the seven-point plot system. So to ensure you don't miss it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your way out. As always, thanks for listening to the Merry Writer Podcast. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by sticky notes our walls are covered the music titled inspired is by kevin mcleod licensed under creative commons 4.0